Howdy. Welcome to this week's episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. Today, the Jarl and Viko, the bearded one, will be discussing sagas. What is a saga? How do you form your own saga? What type of character are you in your saga? As well as favorite military fuck-ups? And our current drinks. What are we drinking today? As always, this episode is brought to you by the Bearded Viking Mead Company. Uh, one day you'll be able to purchase their mead drinks. Remember, these drinks are not mead yoker. They are legendary. Whereas this episode is also brought to you by Rogue Industries. If you have any apparel needs, whether it be hats, shirts, shorts, or tank tops, reach out to them and give them a call. They will take care of all of your apparel needs. And finally, this episode is brought to you by Boss Graphic Design. Reach out to Rudy for any of your graphic design needs, whether they be analog or digital. He'll take great care of you. With that being said, let's jump to it. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. I'm your host, Vico, the bearded one, but you can call me JT. I'm joined by Alex, the Jarl Martinez. How's it going, Al? Sir. All right, so on today's episode, we're just going to cover a couple of great things. Uh, an introduction to our sagas, which is uh, an idea, I think, that uh, Al um, has kind of brought up in the past and kind of talked about just very, very lightly. We'll go, we'll get into that. We're going to cover some of uh, our favorite fuck-ups in the Marine Corps Ooh, or in the military. That should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be hard, right? Well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I I got two branches to cover. You only got one. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what our, fa- our current whiskeys that we're drinking are. So we'll uh, get into those and then we'll do a recap of our upcoming meetups. And I think that'll be uh, that'll probably cover the most of the time, but we'll uh, we'll wing it after that. So we'll go from there. So sagas, sagas, yeah. So uh, in your mind, what's a saga? I think well, I think it's just a story, right? It's uh, it's your own mythology. So you are in charge of making your own saga, your own story, and it could be bad. You could be that guy. Or it, or you could be that guy or gal that it was bad and you're changing your saga, right? So you're rewriting your story, right. um, being better, changing, seeing seeing things that you were you were not a good person in or not doing good at, and just trying to make a change for the better, right? So everybody everybody makes changes, I think, in their own stories uh, when they see something that they don't like or when they get a, re- a reaction or response from somebody that they don't like. So I think it's just really us making up our own story as we go. Right. What yeah. stories do people tell about you at your funeral? Oh man. Uh, so that's going to be the most epic. So when I die, whether it's tomorrow or in, in 60 years, or maybe I'm a bionic man at some point, I don't know. maybe I'm like Wolverine and I just keep regenerating and I just Spit. get hit in the head a lot, you know? Robots, um, man. Robots. Oh, yeah, for real. Um, so an interesting thought that I have when we talk about sagas. So we all heard my the the beginning or my origin story of a saga, but 
one thing I think we should always call out is, is like, what are you in your story? Like, what is your saga? Like, are you the main character? Are you the good guy? Are you the anti-hero? I feel like I'm an anti-hero. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm a hero. No, I think I think if you are the hero of your own story, you're probably an asshole. Oh yeah, I think those people are called narcissists. Oh, oh I yeah. guess that comes that comes down to that. <laughs> <There we laughs> uh, I think we all have a little bit of narcissism narcissism in us. Um, you have to though. Well, we were in you know we were in especially veterans, right? Yeah. We we've all we've all been the hero in our own mind at some point, right? But absolutely, it really just comes down to not being a huge dick <laughs> unless it's called <laughs> you know, for there's a right. time and place to be a dick, a, yes right? there's a time and place but yeah i think it's important to to not i mean you're going to be the hero every once in a while right but you, i think if you're the hero of your own story maybe you're not <laughs> writing your own story right i don't right. know i don't know it, it's a, definitely a good question right um if you're the villain in your story like, is that what you're going for? Like, there's there's definitely villains I can relate with. Like, people are like, oh, like who? And I'll be honest with you, Thanos. Dude, dude has a fucking plan, bro. He snapped. The world <laughs> became, like, kind of sad. And, and like, you relate with him. You're like, oh, man, yeah, totally. I have to do this thing. And he did this terrible thing. And and then <clears throat> and then at the same time, you, you relate with, like, a Captain America. And you're like, God, I wish I was that fucking good. No, I, I would never want to be that that nice uh, and pretty, dude. Well, he, the funny thing about Captain America in his saga, right? So he was pretty and he was the right. And then all of a sudden he's like, you just fuck you to the Fed, right? He was like, I'm out. No accords happening. Well, it's because he was a veteran, dude. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> he spent he's so many years Discharge papers. <laughs> They're like, I got froze and I still had to come back and finish out my contract. Like, yeah, he was He was a little salty. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you know, so it's it's an interesting thing, right? And and the other the other thing I think it's interesting is is like when we talk about the the sagas and the and where we come from, the origin stories. Everybody it doesn't matter if you grew up in the same exact household with the same exact parents, you have a different story. Right, you it's, see stuff way different, different oh, yeah, perspective, and and it's just like uh, you never really realize it when you're a kid, but once you get older, like you're watching your parents grow up too oh yeah dude so like parents are different man between like the oldest and the youngest like i'm the youngest right and they said that you know mom and dad were totally different when i you know when i was small compared to when they were and i was like well sucks for you guys oh 100 percent. like uh so i was oldest and i didn't get my first sleepover because back in the 80s and 90s it wasn't weird to go sleep over your homie's house right now like now where you have to worry about everybody identifying as whatever oh i know how and weird just, is it now I don't you have to even... vet the parents yeah, <laughs> you like please fill out this check? background check yeah dude it's yeah. like everybody's like oh dude it's so, so i'm so glad my kids are older but i didn't get uh, my first sleepover until i was fucking 15 and my think... little brother got his at fucking eight Oh, that's see, dude. It's funny story about that too, right? Sagas and everything, right? I think I was like twelve the first time I got to sleep over at somebody's house. But like my boy, he's what he's eight now. I think the first time he had one was last year. But I had met the parents, you know, a couple times before, and then the parents of his friend, super cool people, right? But I didn't know him. 
I had a couple conversations with, you know, the dad and everything like that. And, and we we're so on the same page. It's like, you know, and he's a big monster of a man. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his palms the size of my head. So I was like, all right, dude, I'm glad we're on the same page. Like, I get it. All right. He can sleep over at your house. You send your kid over to mine. We're good. You know, these kids are, the kids are safe. Right. Yeah. And it's just, ah, it's so worrisome nowadays too just to have your kid playing in the front yard even if you're in a nice neighborhood or bad neighborhood it probably especially if you're in a nice neighborhood probably if you're especially if you're in a nice neighborhood right dude it's scary it's so fucking weird to me right i look back to the being a kid of the 80s right when i was fucking eight years old uh so it was just 89 1990 christmas for 18, uh, 1989 mom and dad just had barely got married we got fucking rollerblades bro rollerblades, oh wow dude. Right the first, first like two out. weeks your back hurts oh, you don't fuck. know how to skate yet <laughs> dude even worse than that right so we obviously in salt lake i grew up in west jordan and uh i'm sitting there in in, in west jordan and it's utah so like some years it's fucking cold and frigid in december and other right, years it's right. tropical and other years it snows and it's just a fucking K. It's like the most bipolar state there is, right? Oh yeah, it's it's insane. Um, so we get fucking rollerblades. We're going out, fucking roller skating front yard, and and it was just like, dude, we made a fucking ramp. We were jumping <laughs> shit. We didn't know how to skate, but we just could go fast. We couldn't like, break. Put them on, build a ramp. Put them on, build a ramp, jump to the grass, tuck and roll. Oh, dude. The first time I broke my arm really bad was on skates. Oh fuck, dude, that's comedy. Actually, and I, my... I don't, I don't claim to ever be a good skater, right? But I had friends right. that were were pretty good at it, so I was like, dude, I could, I'll just fake it till I make it, dude. And I think that they knew that I wasn't faking it very good, you know. And I tried a half pipe, dude, and I did things oh. did not go well. Yeah. It was like a broke ass like half pipe in a skating rink. It's oh, just fuck. arm in half, dude. Just. So- Grabbed it, skated over, and I was like, hey, mom, I think we got to go to the hospital. She's like, why? I was like, it's broken. It's like down here. And it was, so we spent like my, I think it was like my 13th birthday in the ER. <laughs> them put, them trying to put my arm back together. It was pretty nice. It was awesome. That's, did you get a superpower from it? Oh, dude. I had, yeah, my superpower was I asked questions in class because my arm was like this. So I always had a question. Oh, you my teachers like thought the... it was great. You didn't become like the kid from the uh the no, little rookie league of the pitcher? year. Rookie yeah, of rookie year? of the year. No, no? suck. Like, that's I had bullshit. To, I had to play that baseball season just left-handed, man. Mm. I mean, I was already a lefty, but I didn't throw lefty. But I figured it out really fast. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's funny that you say that, right? So same same ramp, years removed. We replaced it from broke ass fucking particle board to like some bougie <laughs> ward we stole from a construction site right makes sense because we're children of the 80s right and and my 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 childhood best friend is uh i had two of them one was nate and one was fuzz we called him fuzz because he shaved his head and he's fucking fuzzy that was the most epic nickname ever i think he still sometimes goes by it. you guys thought long and hard about that oh nickname. we were fucking we were we were everything that the military wanted to be with nicknames <laughs> So we're like, it's like the summer of our junior, of our, our not junior year, but like our, the summer of our, um, of seventh grade year, right? So we're leaving sixth grade, going to seventh grade, right? 
none of us are supposed to be over at each other's houses. We're supposed to go somewhere because our parents are like, I don't want fucking kids getting hurt in my yard because we're going to get a homeowner's insurance claim, right? <laughs> yeah, we don't fucking pay attention to that. Mom's like, no kids in the house. Okay, well, sorry. Homeboy's got to take a shit. And by the way, there's video games inside, right? Like, right. it is what it is. <laughs> Nobody came inside, right? Um, so I'm sitting there. Me, uh, we're, we're skating. And, and the way that my my street was it was a, it was like a was it? not a cul-de-sac but it's where you go it's like a big giant u right mm-hmm. it, actually there's actually like an island like a peninsula in the middle so like if you weren't on that street living you had no business being there yeah so we were fucking we yeah. put the we put the fucking jump so you, at the we start at the top of the street and you would skate as fucking fast as you could straight down this road and they had just barely paved the repaved. Oh, uh, it sounds terrible. so. We were on ice, bro. We were flying probably at like ten miles an hour, but it felt like seventy. You guys were going like six. Shut up. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe. But it it was way faster than I could run, right? So, <laughs> so, so, and we made this this like kind of bullshit half ramp, and so you'd hit just kind of at this weird angle, and then hit the ramp, and just and if you didn't hit it right, it was a vert ramp, so it went straight the fuck up. Right. So if you didn't hit it right, you're fucked. Right. So you got to hit it. You kind of got to crow hop or you got to do something fucking cool. Right. Make up some sort of fucking like a half grab or some <laughs> some bullshit that's not real. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Yeah. So you, you so fuzz comes fucking flying ass down this fucking road. Just hauling balls because he's got the new. The brand new. Oh, the new, nice. New. He's got uh, the good shit. Yeah, he's got the new skates, right? And he and of course all of us people. He's got the Joe wheels. We put yeah, and we put we sprayed our fucking wheels with uh WD forty to make them go faster because oh, that's yeah. a real thing. Like you want to lube sense. up. The, yeah. Yeah. So he fucking hits this thing and he goes straight up, doesn't do anything, and fucking completely bails. Like you can feel him bail as he hits. He's like, oh fuck, too much. <laughs> goes up. Splat goes flat and all you hear is this snap like somebody took a big giant tree limb and cracked uh. it and he i'm like ah oh, fuck right because i'm the old one i'm the i'm right. older than fuzz fuzz is my was, best friend it was your we, fault yeah it's 100 percent my fault so it now i'm like fault. fuck so um so this is the first time in my life i've ever had to call 911. my dad being retired is uh, a, a battalion chief <laughs> for the fire department in salt lake I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. You're thinking like, that your dad's going to pick up the phone? Well, no, no. I was even worse than that. I was like, even if he doesn't pick up, the dispatcher is going to call him. Hey, by the way, Chief Robertson, at the time he was Lieutenant Robertson, but hey, by the way, just so you know, we're responding to your house. Your son's a fuck up, right? So I, <laughs> I call. He's like, like literally just writhing in agony. And we, you know, we're 12. We can't fucking, we can't take a shot whiskey or anything. Cause like, <laughs> right. And so, like, you know, he's just writhing in agony, and we're doing whatever we can. And, and I'm like, don't fucking move his arm. What does my little brother do? Goes over and grabs his arm and fucking moves it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Sounds about right. Right? Uh, anyway, so it's funny that you say that and bring that up, because, like, that's, like, the origin of, like, why why I don't skate. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I pretty much stopped skating, unless it was, like, in a circle. Oh, yeah. After that, no, nah, I was done. Yeah. yeah I was, I was really solid in a straight line. Pass that. Just give me my fucking bike, dude. Dude, let me ask you this question. All right. So we're talking about sagas and our our origins, right? 
And 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 by the way, just so all the listeners know, this is we're just using us ourselves as idiot examples of how you can create your own journey, and we want to hear from you. Well, it's your stories too, right? Like we've heard, we've heard, you know, feedback from people, you know, on the the what is it, the social medias and in the YouTubes and stuff like that. But like, we still want to hear your stories and everything too. Yeah, drop, but dude. I, I, that's we, all it is. Well, it's just telling stories, right? It's just got a, it's just got a fun name, your saga. Yeah, man. Right? Like, I, yeah, yeah. Like the 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 sagas of Eric the Red or of Ragnar Lothbrok or all of those things. Those, yeah, all those of Super badasses. Any Viking story ever, the sagas. Well, pretty much anything that was uh, pre the Crusades when they got rid of everything. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so here's here's a question for you. So looking at the 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 length of your existence, all thirty four years, I think, thirty five. I'm just gonna put me out there. Make... All fucking old enough of you, few years, all mid thirties of you. <laughs> all right, old timer. Uh, I mean, me- medium, medium. I got time on my side, great bush. Uh, it's white in streets. <laughs> if you can call me, call me Vico, the streaky bush one. That's fine. <laughs> The white um, bush, the smoke the, bush. The smoke <laughs> bush, yeah. Um, so if you were going to look and at your life and you were going to think to yourself, like, this is an origin story, or this is an origin story. Because we all have, I think everybody has multiple origin stories, right? What well, was your go-to defining moment of this is the beginning of Alex Martinez with you? What's oh, that that's, moment? That's hard. Um and like I also refer to them as like core memories. Oh yeah. Right? Because there's a whole lot of things that you live through that are just like blah. And then yeah. there's like one thing like falling off of a half pipe and breaking your arm, you know? Uh right. you know. Just random stuff like that. I think if I was gonna go with like the first core memory, man, I don't know. That's tough because you know, you go through a whole lot of stuff when you're a little kid, but you don't really have, I don't want to say you don't have identity, but you don't know who you're going to be. Right. I, I think one of the biggest core memories I probably have was the day I finally walked off the baseball field. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, like, I walked off of many baseball fields and I still walked back on them. What do you mean by that? I never walked back on one again. Like field of dreams filling. Like, like it was, it was my Kevin Costner moment for sure. And um, I just got, you just got mad at Shoeless Joe Jackson because he bet the wrong team or what? Bro, I would have, I would have hugged Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, No, it was like uh, I had a friend whose like brother was coaching, and it was just kind of a stupid mix up in what he was saying versus what I was doing. And it was like one of those things where like, it was, it was basically it, right. It was after this, you're going to college or you're not playing anymore. Oh. And there was a whole bunch, there was a whole bunch of shakeups and everything. My senior year, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it had to do with, you know, the coach being let go and all kinds of drama. Right. Okay. So kind of the seniors were hung out there. So 
we it was the last time I walked onto the baseball field. It was the first time I quit anything ever. I, it, you know, it the next time I quit something, it was smoking. And it, you know, and I was already in the Marine Corps. But, that's, a weird, that's a weird flip, but all right. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, that's why it's such a core memory, dude, is it was, yeah. it was one of those, it was the first time I quit anything. And it was something that I loved, something that I was really, really good at. Hmm. And I think that was, that was a core memory. That was kind of the beginning of who I didn't want to be because I didn't want to quit. Right. But it was put to me it's my way or the highway oh and i had played for so long like this guy had only played for i think three or four years longer than me and went to like some podunk college in the middle of nowhere and played like a little bit of baseball in whatever corner of whatever he was in you know what of a 1a farm team not it was like a it was like a d4 college right it was like they'll take anybody to play baseball it it was like the eastern it was like eastern mississippi university of like there's more competition in like community college baseball wow okay and tell tell me how you really feel jesus yeah no i'm sorry for all of you that have played (laughs) baseball out there but yeah, a lot of you can eat a dick. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> so it was it was kind of put to me my way or the highway, and I was like, you know what, fuck you, dude. It's the highway right. for me, and that was the first time I'd ever done that. Right, it was the first yeah. time, and it was it was a, a core memory because I didn't ever want it to end that way. Right, but it was. It was a moment of, I don't want to quit, but I'm not going to do it this way. And the team, the team was not doing good. And I'm not the one that's going to abandon the team and, you know, a time of need. But I was like, okay, well, this is why the team isn't doing good, dude, is because you're getting, you're handing out ultimatums. And people are dropping like flies. So it's really interesting that you, you, you pointed out like, this is like my, I think this is interesting because I have a similar, um, a similar story, and I'll add on to that in a second. But so, like, you're not using this as like a, a moment to complain about the team. You're actually saying, "Hey, listen, at this moment, I realized, you know, looking back, this is a core memory that I made the wrong choice, and I was never going to do that again. I was never going to let this thing, this kind of thing, interfere in my progress forward." It's very cool that you you're able to think about that. Well, it's all retrospective thinking too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and even then, I knew it because I knew at that point, and and there was there was fear already because that coach went away, and I thought I would go and play D two D one baseball, and you know get to play get mm-hmm. to play baseball for the rest of my life. Um, so there was a certain amount of fear there and there's Utah's a really weird place to grow up. And I think you can, I think you can understand yeah. that there's a whole lot of weird clickiness and stuff like that. And if you're, you're always fighting to stay where you are. Oh dude, a hundred percent being in high school in Utah is like being in mean girls, the movie you've oh, never seen it. I'm probably uh-huh, sure. Maybe a hundred percent. Yeah, dude. Like I, I was never Lindsay Lohan. 
never in my entire life. Yeah, no, I, have I don't no think idea what was, that feels like. I don't even I know was, what it feels like to be the cool kid. It was never the hot girl. Oh, no, I yeah. was, I was, I mean, I was cool. Come on. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> no, but it was the, the reason why it was so impactful, right, is because that was the day, that was the day that I walked away from baseball. And I had no direction after that because in my own mind, you're, you're 18, you're dumb as shit, right? You don't know anything. Oh, yeah. So I was scared to try and walk on or go to open tryout for any college. Because I was like, dude, if it's going to be like high school was and like growing up playing was where it's just a click, a gigantic click and everybody's talking behind everybody's back and, you know, backstabbing each other. And the coach is saying, I don't want part of it. Yeah. Yeah. The coach is saying, I don't want you to kiss my ass. So you don't. And then everybody else is kissing his ass. You know, it's just like I was like, is that what's going to happen? Because. it's interesting that you say that too, by the way, on that note. And and so this is so this is another reference to Fuzz. Um, and and by the way, if you're listening, Fuzz, which I hope you are, because I listen to your fucking podcast, much love. <laughs> um, by the way, so there was a so Fuzz was one of the best baseball players I'd ever seen play. Like he was a fucking rock star. He was an all star. Uh, he's the one who turned me on to the Atlanta Braves when uh, Barry Bonds became a giant because I couldn't fucking stand Barry Bonds. <laughs> right. Um, so I mean, uh, so. We both went to our baseball tryouts at Copper Hills High School. Oh, yeah. That was, like, and, right after Copper Hills was a thing, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, re- like I was there year three, right? Yeah. 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 And brand new high school. And, like, they didn't have anything. Like, they didn't even have fucking lights for the stadium. They had to play afternoon games. And it was it was crazy. Oh, shit. We never had lights. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that, that's because that's you're, you're a road park inner kid, you know? city, man. Yeah. Inner city kid, right? Like, uh, inner city posse. I think ICP is a thing. Maybe. No. I don't think uh, that's what they call it. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so Fuzz was one of the best baseball players I ever, I ever saw play. Um, at the time, and you know, obviously, I, I wasn't good. Um, I love, I loved football and I loved track, and that was my passion. Skating, right? Skateboarding, like, that's real. So, um, you know, we, I see, I go try out. I don't fucking make it. I, I fucking knew I didn't make it. I was doing it because my, my dad is like, you should try out. And then I see Fuzz try out. And he's fucking, he's hitting all the throws. He's he's batting well. He's doing all the right things. And he's better than all these fucking kids. But the thing is, is his dad didn't buy the lights or pay for the lights for the yeah. fucking stadium. Yeah, right. Or, he right, didn't give you know. all the donations. Yeah. And and, yeah. You know, and it was just like, it was just this crazy, weird waste of talent. And so I totally understand with that. And then, and then like, so Copper Hills for anybody who has never been to Utah is on the West side of, of, of the state in the aspect the back in the West the side day, of the Valley, the Valley, West yeah, side, of the, west valley, side yeah. of the Valley. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Back in the day, uh, there were no goods. Like the West side was considered the, the ghetto or poor side. And the East side was all the uppity bitches. Right. That's real. Still kind of feels like that. Cop- Copper Hills was always nice. Shut up. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like Copper Hills was the first, school there was a new school on the west side of the valley mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden we had all these people that were moving out there we had all this fake new money you know people like you know the puka shell necklace like oh i fell into bleach. that one i fell Every, into that everybody one everybody did right but yeah. it was so bad like dudes would be rolling around with thick puka shell necklaces spray on tans bleach blonde hair and you're fucking listening to eminem when he first I never, I never fell first... into that one. Never fell no, into that one. Everybody was listening to Eminem then. 
It was fucking um, weird, dude. Like everybody was like walking down. Dude, this is weird. Uh, this, this this memory is a really weird memory. Like you're walking down the hallway, and all the gangbangers are listening to Eminem, and then all the jocks are listening to Eminem, and then <laughs> you're still walking down the hallway, and all of the cheerleaders are fucking doing a dance routine. Just fuck. I'm the real Slim Shady. You're like, where the fuck am I at? What happened? I'm like, what? This is this is like not another team movie, but for real. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, the reason why the reason why it was such a like a core memory or an origin story is because I quit in um, August, okay. and the the next thing, so no, let's see, July. I quit in July, and I I was I was like, no, I'm not going to school. I was like, that's just scary. Mm-hmm. And you remember how I said you're 18 and you're dumb and your brain doesn't work, right? Well, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I had one friend that joined the army and then I had another friend that joined the army reserve. And then while I was still in, I had one that joined uh, like the air, the air national guard, something like that. And then one joined the air force. Um, Tyler, Tyler joined the air force. We were like best oh, yeah. buddies in high school, okay. um, you know, racing for tomorrow. And I'm like, this, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't play baseball for the rest of my life. Like, I just fucking walked away from that, dude. Like, it's over. And I was like, well, the Marine Corps sounds easy. I don't know why. That was that was the thought process. I was like, I'm athletic. I'm quick. Like, it's okay. I can get through that shit. And then I saw, I saw a recruiter at, like... Carmen Kolak. Yes, I saw her. And yeah. she came to a football game that I was watching my then-girlfriend cheerlead at. And me and my buddy Troy rolled up in my vet, and of course it was just a target, right? And as soon as we walked through, she started talking to us. He's like, "I'm committed to the army. I'm already there." And I was like, "She's like, what about you?" I was like, "What about me? <laughs> what are you talking about?" I was like, "No, I'm not going to the fucking army. I don't know what you're talking about." So she convinced me to come in, and and that was pretty much it, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, this this will be easy, and then eventually I'll be able to pay for school and you know all that shit." fucking wrong you know, lo and behold school, by the but way but it was not as easy as i was thinking in my dumb 18 year old head you know well, absolutely well and lo and behold though right so i say i called out her name right sergeant oh yeah Colmack, staff sergeant so so for all the listeners alex and i met in college but it wasn't the first time we met <laughs> we were the like first time we hung out passing in the wind there was little <laughs> i was a recruiter at the recruiting station as a marine recruiter on active duty uh recruiting and uh i was the one who ran all the pt sessions and everything else and alex never showed up to him no didn't need to i was a stud already bro fuck it out he's like no no i just remember you know it was funny because you brought that up and that was a memory for me like she kept talking about this alex martinez and everybody's like who the fuck is alex like we've never seen him he doesn't come anything are you sure he's good and she's like yeah he's good he's fucking shipping he's shipping on monday and i was like the fuck ever dude right and then you were fucking gone all of a sudden you come back and it's like oh yeah i'm you know, I think it was PFC Martinez. Private Don't, Martinez. dude. I was a private, bro. Private. I oh, sucked, yeah. You were slick, I slick, no dicks. Slick sleeve like me, yeah. Oh, everybody was asking what I did to get busted down. It was great. Oh, for like fucking forever. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, so you rolled in uh, after boot camp, and I think I was a sergeant then. 
probably. Oh yeah, you had I, to have been. You had I, to have been. I was some fuck. I was I was an NCO, uh, at least an NCO in 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 rank, but not an NCO in mentality, right? It was right. Yeah. yeah. Never. So <laughs> never uh, in it, mentality. That was this kind of funny because that was uh that was where we actually first met. We actually when did we figured that out like two, a year ago. Yeah, dude, it was not long ago that we figured yeah. that out. It was fucking it crazy. Was, Cause yeah, we were, we were, t- we were telling drunk stories like Marine Corps stories and yeah. that's what station I got recruited out of. You're like, and West I had Valley. no, I had no business being in West Valley. Right? No, cause, cause you're Salt fucking, yeah. you saw like you're a, yeah. a Rose Park kid. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty funny, but I think that is the first big moment, right? Where yeah. I decided who I was going to be and I've regretted not going and trying to play baseball my mm-hmm. whole life but i came back from the marine corps and i was 22 almost 23 mm-hmm. no tw- almost 23 right and i already had a wife <clears throat> and a dog and i went from hero to zero right because i had to move back in with my mom and dad mm-hmm. because i didn't have a fucking job when i came home right so it was not like hey I'm going to go try and go for an open tryout with a team anywhere or try and get on with a college. It was like, fuck dude, I got to get a job. I got to get out of my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking out. Yeah. dude. Yeah. Totally I went from it. like my haunted apartment in California to like living with my mom and dad with my dog at their house. And I'm like, Oh, I got to get out of this place. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like where yeah. am I at? I can't oh, drink this. Shit. I gotta put the code Red Mountain Dew down. I can't fucking keep doing this. The video oh, no, games dude. aren't live. <clears throat> Never. I didn't even have time for that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about my origin story. I'll actually make Do it, it pretty quick. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so there. I, I think that every every person has a chance to reinvent themselves to a new and better version. Right. So I've talked about when I when I hit rock bottom and I was about to clear my mind permanently. Oh yeah, just right? erase yeah. erase the old hard drive. Yeah, just just completely didn't. But that's not an origin story. That's a restart, right? The origin that's story. Kind of, it's kind of an origin story. It's like a, it's like a reboot. But the thing is, is that that person that did that, and he even the guy who rebounded isn't the person that I am today. No, so, but I mean, it was still was like chapter two though. It's no, like that, flip, that was flip the no, page. That was that was the uh, that was the the. Uh, prologue yeah there's a the prologue pre- the prequel the prologue the, the, the prologue at the beginning you know the the, the pre like the right. little like paragraph of it's what like you're... the author's notes on the back yeah. of the book yeah yeah right so so the if you were gonna ask me my core memory so i i i remember that the thing that stands out to me is there was this moment um right before we graduated it was before i became uh, a project manager i had this decision right it's like and, UOP. Yeah, yeah, it was University of Phoenix, so like year number eight. Yeah, no, you were in oh. nine. No, no. Before graduation, you were in Oh, nine. yeah, I mean, right before graduation <laughs> is like very, very, uh, it could be expanded. Let's call it eight and a half. Okay. All right. All right, it was 8.5. All right. All right, so I'm sitting there, and and we had a conversation in a, in a parking lot. And we were sitting there, we'd just gone, we'd, we were on our way to go get drinks with ray and we're meeting ray at his bar and uh you had this like moment with me where you you said like hey dude like who what the fuck are you doing man like like you're smart you're doing all these great things and um this isn't really an homage to you but i you helped out in my origin story right um and so 
it's uh it was this moment where i was like okay well you're right because i was a as a medical recruiter that had switched over to technology recruiting so the headhunter and um i was just looking for like people that, to place in different positions we get paid like the company would get paid a portion of their salary paid by the the company that hired them on and then i was just working on this like bullshit dead-end job with a, a great company they're still they're still still awesome uh, that people were amazing the ownership was amazing but it's a it's a bullshit job it's a dead-end job right and if you're doing it i'm sorry but like for me it was a dead-end job you're probably great at it right but for me i'm not a salesperson i like to do the things that i like to fucking do and if you tell me no i'm moving on like i don't give a shit <laughs> cool i'm not gonna ask sell again. me this pen yeah exactly <laughs> no man do you want the pen or not like do, do you need to write if you don't need to write, then don't fucking buy the pen. Babe Ruth signed a baseball with that pen, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right? Um, but there was a, this moment, right? So it was a moment where I was kind of called out by you, but I was kind of called out by my daughters, and I was kind of called out by my parents. And I could have easily pointed the finger at everybody else and said, then I'm like, you know, college is going, taking so long because of all these factors or this or that or whatever. And, and my job doesn't pay enough because blah, 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 whatever. But I, I remember going home that night and I remember going to my haunted bedroom apartment. Thing that I, was <laughs> I swear to God, I, have, I, haunted, dude. I haven't even, no, this There's is a house too many in people Sandy. Oh, shit. This, this is a house in Sandy. I'll have to tell you the story about the haunting of that house. And the fucking weird shit the ghost did that lived there with me. Um, <laughs> super fucking weird shit. Not like scary, but like kind of like, are you 16 and kind of horny? Or <laughs> are you just a 24-year-old dick who wants to try to draw pictures in the the mirrors? Like, <laughs> kind of like, it's a weird it's a weird thing. Anyway, uh, so back to the story, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm hanging out with my ghost, and uh, I'm like looking at my life, and I'm like... I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Who's, whose fault is it that you're at where you're at? And I started thinking about it. I really thought about it, right? This is before, like, this is before Jocko Willock publishes a book, right? Like, so like you had some self-reflection. I had to literally fucking, like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, is this what you want your kids to be? Or this is this what you want your daughters to date in the future? Is this the man you want your daughters to uh, remember so you, you as? So you were like, you were like worried about like, you know, them marrying their father, right? Oh fuck yeah, I was. So that was wanted, a piece of shit. So you wanted to change that? I, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I take this moment, right? And then I started holding myself to this crazy extreme accountability thing. And I said I referenced Jocko Willock because I, I, I admire the man and his methodology. Oh yeah, and his the dude's an absolute beast. He's just ridiculous. Like in everything that yeah. he does, he's ridiculous, right? So I started taking accountability for my myself above anybody else. Like, you know what? Hey, my roommate didn't pay rent. So we were late on rent because I didn't have enough money to cover and he could have paid me back. Right? That kind of thing. And I started taking accountability for my own actions and holding myself ultimately accountable for things that I did. And it starts off with holding yourself accountable. And then you move from holding yourself accountable to you know, everybody tells white lies. We all fucking right. exaggerate. We all tell these little fucking falsehoods to it's ourselves. It's the fish stories, right? Yeah, the, the fish, fish stories. stories, right? And we all have them. But I stopped. Like, I didn't stop because I don't feel like as a human you can actually stop telling white lies. You two show me the ultimate honest person in the world and I'll still point out a lie, right? 
it's not because like I'm looking for it, but it just happens when you're speaking to your bullshit with your friends. Well, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 uh, you know drinking and telling lies, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, right? that's what we call it. You're, you're bullshitting, but the bullshit's funny. Mm-hmm. But nobody's I'm... taking nobody's taking your word to the bank when it comes to something like that. Well, you know? well, I mean, some some people try to, right? Like we 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 both have the experiences in that <laughs> aspect, but like, but that's not the the point of the origin story, right? The the point of the origin story, and this is this is a point at myself. It was like, are you doing everything you can now to create the man that you want your daughters, who you know pictures saved your life, to be, or are you just skating through and accepting what you're at? Right. Just. Just I'm gonna be here for the rest of my life. Right. I get that. Yeah. Right. And that's a tough that's a tough place to be and like think about, self-reflect on. I get it's, that. It's super fucking brutal. It's similar to yours, yeah. right? Like I you get look, it. Yeah. hundred like, percent. Like you get out of the Marine Corps, like I was saying, and you end up in your mom and dad's basement, you know. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like oh, I, I, I'm I mean, a fucking douchebag. I'm the yeah, douchebag I talk a shit about. Yeah, when we first moved in, you know, I was like in my childhood bedroom. And I had a wife and a dog, and I was like, oh, I fucked up. I was like, I am not doing the things that I should have done. You have a hangover moment. Uh, we fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up. We fucked up way fucked bad. Up so bad. I don't know where Doug is. I don't know we where Doug up. is. We fucked up. No, right. it was. it. You know, credit to my wife. She just rolled with the punches, even when I was being a piece of shit, right? Yeah. So, yeah, huge credit to her and kudos to her because – Truth be told, I was a piece of shit. Cause you don't, there's nothing to help you cope. No, nothing at all. Like people don't realize that. Like, and I think that goes back to the whole mental health thing we always talk about, right? Hundred percent. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like, so what's your saga? So I don't know one fucking hero, anti-hero, villain, whatever that starts out where they're ending up, right? There's always a character no. arc. And if you if you go off of like those '90s rom coms of like ten things I hate about you, right? Oh, please don't you go there. Fucking, please don't you, go there. You have like <laughs> she's all that or whatever those things. I only by the way I only know this now. Like even like you you go to those dumb things when you're dating. Like there's no reason that, that as a as a man now if I'm ever dating again ever that um, I'm ever gonna go to a rom com. You're not, not gonna, gonna get no, you're not gonna get notebooked. No, man. I just I don't give a fuck what you want to watch for a movie. You look like the kind of guy that notebooks a girl, actually. Nah, that's just. Nah. I feel like you. I feel like you've notebooked it's, a girl or two in your day. Dude, I actually You're like. I, hey, girl, actually, honestly, you ever seen I, the Notebook? No, you man. I actually I actually watched the Notebook for the first time four years ago when my daughter was like, "Dad, we're gonna watch the Notebook," and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What is that?" Like, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> you thought it was like Lord of the Rings or something. Dude, shit. I, listen, you 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 want to ask me about a Disney movie? I'll fucking cite almost. I'll recite by word for word of Disney every Disney movie. I'm terrible at those. I yeah. I've watched. Right. I didn't watch a Disney movie until I had kids. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I had kids a long time ago. And it got no, so far not me. No, yeah, eight yeah. years. Eight years. Yeah. Post Dude, I, eight I, years. I literally never seen one. You want to fucking you you want to feel feel like. Like almost like you're in the Matrix. You just put on fucking Finding Nemo, bro. I have that shit memorized. My no. oldest daughter, 22 years old, she's one. Is it? T- it's today, right? Yeah, today. She turned today. 22 today. It's yeah, birthday. happy birthday, happy Kaylee. Birthday. If, happy birthday, Kaylee. If you're listening, I, I I hope you know that I'll always love you. So, 
and and just call me whenever you want anytime <laughs> I'll be, i will answer your phone it doesn't matter um anyway so uh <laughs> so so i'm sitting there i'm reflecting on myself and i realize like no matter the demons you're fighting and no matter where you're at in life no matter what you're doing you're the one who writes your story you're the one who's accountable for your actions Right. You, you, if you, and as soon as you, here's a crazy thing, and I think you can probably speak to this, but as soon as you start taking a hundred percent accountability for yourself and the choices you make in life, good or bad, because nobody's written a book on how to do this thing. Like, no, even if they did, it would be fucking wrong for everybody. Yeah. Right. Like, it would be whatever. So, so as soon as you start taking accountability, and I, I look back over my life and I reflect and I'm like, dude, as soon as I took accountability for all my actions, things got better each time, every time I failed. Right. And, you know, like we have snafus inside the metery. And when people take accountability, we move past them really easily. And we just we learn from it. And when people don't and they point fingers, it's just like. We don't win. So we have a, like a culture we've cultivated is just extreme ownership, extreme accountability. And like as soon as I started doing that. Then, and and this goes into a different conversation as well that I had with another listener named Scott Frazier um, that I had last night. Just doing a buddy check, calling up, talk to him. And and he's, he's fucking killing it. He's like, I, I bought a house, by the way. I'm like, fucking rad, dude. He just went through a divorce. It was a horrible divorce. He'd been battling for custody for his kids. He won half of the custody. Dude has 10 kids, by the way. Oh, um, good for him. Did he figure out what caused him? Yeah, it was called uh, not wearing a condom. Oh, so they had a TV. They had a TV, yeah. I didn't oh, have a TV. Okay. I didn't yeah. have a fucking TV. Oh, was, that makes sense. Couldn't afford a TV. Um, Good for him, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, he he took responsibility for himself. It was his second home he's owned, and, and dude literally fucking is out there killing it, and I'm proud of him. Man. Like I, He just called me, and or sorry, I called him. I was just calling to check up on him, see how he's doing, see how his, his Christmas was, and, you know, single dad to single dad kind of thing, right? And, uh, and he was just telling me about it and about how, how he started doing his origin, like about his origin story, about how he became independent and how as soon as he started taking a, a accountability for himself, he started winning. Well, let's so, – so – and not discount his. Yeah. But I want to hear the rest of yours. Okay. You went, you went through this moment. Um, right. We were, we were bullshitting in the parking lot. I said something that was wise that I didn't mean to be wise. No, no. We were, we were on our way to drinking. So you oh, – okay. It was accidental wise. Accidental wisdom. Yeah, you were you yeah. were like, well, not really Obi Wan. You're like Qui Gon Jinn. You had like this moment. I'm whatever. R two D two. Yeah, I same time. In every once yeah, in a while, it hits something. Yeah. 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 So 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 I go home. I reflect on things. I look at myself. The next day, I call. So I've been told that I'd be good at being a project manager. And they're like, you, you manage like multiple crazy tasks at the same time, but you never get in the details of them. Cool. That, that's actually a job. I can fucking do that as a job. <laughs> like, what's that? Cool. So I don't have to know all the things. I just need to know enough to make sure that things are being done on time. Awesome. So I call my one of my former platoon commanders. He wasn't my comp- platoon commander, but he was a close friend of mine. His name's Ed. And he was a captain in the Marine Corps. And he had started a company. Uh, it was a technology company called 215 in Salt Lake. Uh, they do cybersecurity. So if anybody's asking or wants to know about it but um i call him up and i'm like hey man um i'd like i don't know if you're looking for like a a project manager but i'm trying to get into project management 
and um, I would love to learn from you, basically. And that was my yeah. first part. He, he he hires me like th- to, three months to later. To the apprentice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just just let me be a fucking like, just let me learn. I, I pay me fucking pennies on the dollar. This is what I make. It's totally fine. I don't really care. So he brings me on. I worked there for ninety days, and at the time, his organization just wasn't mature enough that they needed a project manager. We tried to find a spot for me, and it just didn't work. And I didn't want to do sales, and he knew that. So he just yeah. encouraged me. And the economy was booming. Yeah, at it was that just point. like. I yeah, mean, you you want a job? You got a job. Like you're better than job. Up. You got a job. You know, yeah, it was like yeah. it was yeah. So that was the turning point, right? I remember this because I'm yeah. like, so you're at a different job again? <laughs> you yeah, know? you're like you're yeah. like what what are you doing? So so I left. It was like eight day eighty nine. Just had a good conversation. It wasn't it wasn't a negative conversation. It wasn't bad. It was just, hey, right now, what we need from you is sales. And I was like, right now I'm not doing sales anymore. I'm not going to be a salesperson. I just don't want to do it. It's not who I am, right? It's not my. It's not what I want to be long term. And he totally was. He was 100% supportive. He's like, look, if you put me down as a reference, people will call. I will give you a reference, and it will be a great reference because you did great stuff. Well, and at this point, you were in that condo, right? I wasn't even in the condo. You weren't in I the was, condo yet. No, I was living in a one bedroom apartment with a friend of mine and uh my girlfriend at the time he was sleeping he was couch surfing three dogs in a one-bedroom apartment in fucking (laughs) ghettoville uh west valley i remember tales of this but i never got invited to this i wouldn't invite you no it fucking happened (laughs) no fucking way so then uh i get hired on at mrm mccann as an an associate project manager Oh yeah, this is the, this is where the big break, big break. Is, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, this yeah. is the okay. So the big break happens, and I'm working for the organization that started Mad Men. Like, I'm sitting there, and I think I was sending you pictures of me drinking at the job at eleven o'clock when the one of the right. fucking like the the VP of the the building I'm in. I was about to fucking... jump ship from my job. I was Just like, to... bro, can I be the janitor there? Like, you know, yeah, like, we're just oh. drinking, like, for no reason. <laughs> but like, oh, hey, we're having a meeting with Verizon Wireless. Uh, They're doing a cocktail hour. Bro, it's like 9.45 in the morning. Yeah, we brought the Frosé machine. What the fuck's a Frosé? Oh, it's frozen rosés. You mean, like, the wine? They're like, yeah. I'm like, why the I fuck s- would you freeze still that? still want to there now. That was terrible. Uh, frozen, if you like frozen frozen whatever frozen rosé wine you're fucking terrible you're probably a communist to be honest. <laughs> it's okay you can still listen but i'm just gonna judge you hard on your fucking taste or you work for a big ad agency yeah well, it was crazy so so, so jt I, draper is in the house yeah so i'm fucking rolling in oh by the way i negotiated um a ten thousand dollar year a raise from the previous job so i lost my job mutual depart Three weeks later, I have a new job, make ten, making ten thousand more a year. I'm at like sixty thousand a year, and oh, I'm it's like, huge. it's huge though from where you huge, were. Yeah, right. Fucking huge jump. And then I mean, like, even at that time, like sixty grand, you could still buy a house. Yeah, dude. 60 grand just, at this time. I'm like, so, so things are on the up and up, right? We move from, um, we move into this fucking townhome. Like we move from a one bedroom apartment to a townhome, as a crew. And we move into this townhome, and it's five bedrooms. 
Yeah, it was it was <laughs> it, big. It was big, it was surprisingly big. big, right? Yeah. Like you didn't know it was big until you walked inside. You're like, oh, this is actually pretty nice. Yeah. So we move in. And when we move in, it's like we're we're just cruising around, hanging out, like I'm doing living my life. We get to the day before Christmas and we get laid off. Like 50% of the company gets laid off at that location. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? But like I was like, I took extreme accountability. I was like, well, I just barely got I just barely picked up project manager. So now I can put project manager, not associate PM, just a full on project manager as my on my resume. I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Because obviously I, I was one of the ones that they were that was not you were good ju- enough. You were junior. I was a, I was a junior. junior. I was a junior, but I wasn't good enough a good enough junior to be a rock star to be kept. Mm-hmm. Still right? figuring out your way. Yeah, yeah. So that meant. So what did that mean to me? That means that I had to be better. That's my fault. Like I could be better. I could always be better. You could always learn. You can learn from the mistakes. And it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. If somebody cuts you, if somebody fires you, it just opens up a new opportunity. And I think I remember, I think it went down like this. So um, this was five years ago, by the way. Just so you know, yeah. it was five years ago. It's yeah. weird. That's crazy. Yeah. Right? So five years ago happens. Uh, then um, I'm like, whatever, dude. I just put my resume out there. I didn't I didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm on a two-week holiday break. I got like a, a $6,000 paycheck. Just, just, yeah. I'm yeah. going to stay home, catch up on Game of Thrones. I give no fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like no fucks are given like uh, my bills are paid I, i've got enough money to pay my child support for the year you know i'm thinking about prepaying my child support and that's the only real bill that i have because everything else i can cover with my my va disability I'm like whatever i'm gonna fuck totally fine so i'm like i'll just take as much time to have the right job that finds me so i do all these interviews i have three job offers it's dope fucking super dope Right. <laughs> you feel wanted. I'm like, you I'm feel so fucking wanted. doing so good in my life. I've started taking accountability for myself. Right. Uh, my boss, my now boss um, tells the recruiter for the company I work for that uh, he wants to interview me. So the recruiter calls me They do with this. She does this fake ass. And I say fake ass screening interview because she doesn't work there anymore. Number one. And number two, or uh, it was horrible as a recruiter of technology, I like would be way more scrutinizing than, I, than she was. She's like, you got a pulse? Do you know project management? What does a project manager do? And I told her, she's like, I'm going to write that down for future reference. I'm like, yeah. she's like, do you poop on company time? Are you? you... Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, who are you? And she's like, oh yeah, well we're, we're this company. Um, so it's the company's called Nova Coast. I don't actually, I love them to death. They're the best company in the whole world to work for. So, um, and, and the ownership and the leadership is just, and I'm not saying this just because like they might listen. I'm, I'm legit a Kool-Aid drinker. Like, so I'm much, a, I'm, I'm so a, much opportunity though. Dude, so yeah. much opportunity. You've seen the rise. Oh yeah. No, it's been great. It's been it's New been, York, right? Yeah. No, it's like, been awesome. Like, especially from your, from that core memory, right? The start yeah. of the, the start of this saga, right? Start mm-hmm. of your saga now. Right. So anyway, we do this whole interview, dude, right? So like, well, funny story about the interview, right? So I'm sitting there. Recruiter says, hey, by the way, um, you know, uh, the director of the PMO, his name's Max, he's going to give you a call. Sweet. Cool. I'm sitting there. As a PM, like if you're late to a meeting and you don't send a, a, a meeting note, like a like an update, like like you're a dick and you're a terrible PM. 
And I'm like, the director of a PMO not, like, being on top of their game, I'm, like, already, like, questioning whether or not I should work for this PMO. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, 10 minutes in, I'm like, fucking send an email. Hey, by the way, is this still happening? Is something come up? Like, because recruiters are, are recruiters. Like, they don't really pay attention to all of their emails. Right. They're just, it's it's quantity, not quality yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for a lot of them, yeah. And if you're if you're the one of the quality, then it doesn't matter. Like, but, like, realize this, right? Like, you, know, you gotta coordinate. Well, so the recruiter actually did fuck up. So my boss was sitting there on his conference bridge waiting for me to dial in. But I had no conference bridge dial-in information. She's like, the recruiter's like, yeah, just you're supposed to dial into the bridge. I'm like, the fuck do you mean? <laughs> what what bridge? What bridge? What's like, that? What is uh Golden like, Gate? A, yeah, or, my, uh, yeah, Brooklyn. Like, where are we at here? Right. So oh, she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to put it in the meeting invite. I'm like, Oh, that would be cool. Oh, uh, cool. So I jump so in. So you're like, you're like, I didn't get the job already. Yeah, already. I'm just like, ah, well, at least I have three job offers, right? So I go, <laughs> I go into this meeting with absolutely nothing to lose. And this is actually like a reaffirmation of that origin of a, a extreme accountability. And so I jump on the call with my boss, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry I'm late. I didn't ask appropriate questions. I didn't ask what the like how how we were going to be on this call together. So. Um, I was able to contact the recruiter because I'm just really interested in hearing about the organization. Uh, so she was able to give me the bridge. So I'm sorry, you know, that I was late, but this is, you know, my mistake for not asking the appropriate information, right? Key, key point, right? You took responsibility. Right? I took responsibility because it was my fault, but it's also, it was also their fault. But at the same time, it's not my, my responsibility to point out that somebody else failed. Well, so I think in you know, in your core memory as your origin story, right? What ended up happening was you took responsibility. You took accountability. Somebody, you know, that, that made an impression on somebody. Right. So I think it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, um, that in order to, to change, you have to take accountability. You have to, you have to look at what you're doing and want to change what you're doing or see kind of the error of your ways or something that you don't like. So you can go back and you can change your saga moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. To add on to that, dude, it's interesting, right? Both of us took a long, hard look at a, a, a mistake that we made or something that was wrong with ourselves. But there was still a certain amount of fear. Oh, for me. Fear. No, for no, no. Me, always I, was, I was fucking scared. Dude, always fear. I will agree with you on that. Like every single time we do something, if I don't feel afraid, I don't do it. You're wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. So like we we started the the metery, right? And that's on a whim. Both of us like going into this, right? Being well, I mean, there's company, you you have six other you have six other dudes that love and trust you. Right, and that's fucking brutal. Yeah, and. Yeah, so we're all roped into the same thing. Yeah, right? it's all and it's, and it's 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 scary for all of us because it hasn't moved at a thousand miles per hour, or it did, and then it stopped because of a yeah, building. Right. Because of a building. And as soon as that building gets done, looking at you, plumbers. All of you. It's gonna Every go fucking one of you. It's gonna it's gonna be a light speed, right? It's gonna be and it's that's also really, really scary. Yeah. Right? Well, so I think that just kind of like in all things, if you're not scared a little bit, right? At, 
you know, are you, are you putting yourself out there? Yeah. Are you, are you risking anything? More importantly, I think, I think, I think if this is actually more of like looking at your story and, and then also understanding my story. Right. And I'm, and understanding thousands of other stories that people talk to me about, and I'm sure you, you as well. Um, you sit and you think about this, right? When did people succeed? They don't succeed because they just fucking magically succeed. Like, I've never oh, met no. a good fucking born leader. People say born leader like that's a fucking term. It's not a real thing. You, 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 become, you become a good leader and you become better when you fail. And you well, become and, great when you accept that ownership. And people say born leader, but at the same time, I think it takes the people around them either growing up, whether it's mom and dad, that are instilling, you know, certain values and, you know, in you mm-hmm. or whether it's the people that are around you, because I have some really good friends that I don't even talk to daily. Right. Mm-hmm. That were there for me the second I came back and they were the people that I never thought would ever be there for me it, when oh, I came yeah. back. It was fucking mind boggling to me. The so people weird. that were there. When I came so, back, yeah, it's so weird, right? Like, I and the same, I had the same same experiences. I, I dude, I, I bet you like, we could talk to everybody about that. Oh, dude, and these people, like, in in they might not know how important they were in right. that time, right? And you might not express it to them very often, or even or even at all. But I have a handful of friends that were there for me when I came back, that kept me from going just down an even worse path yeah right they they just they they wrangled you in they accepted you for your failures but they also like kind of guided you to light right right well they knew without knowing like they knew what i needed then right they knew that i needed to stay out of jail and they knew that i was gonna get drunk right and they knew that i needed to get home right and those those are three really dumb things but that's what i needed then Right. And progressively, like we got older, we all kind of grew out of the bullshit. We all, you know, I stopped being, you know, that shitty fucking person that should have been left on the curb in Okinawa and I made it back to the States. (laughs) Right. Right, (laughs) Story for another time. Also a core memory. Um, (laughs) Thanks, pal. Um, But yeah, no, we all we all have those those guys, I think. And you know, those, those people, you know, as far as mental health goes, like, you know, if you haven't told those people, find a way to tell those people. Oh, and, God. and I'm guilty of not telling them too. Oh yeah. I uh, think we all how are, important they are, you know, because it takes a long time before you realize those people, yeah. how important they were. Um, I, I agree with you on that a hundred percent. Every, 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 everything you said, let me ask you a question though. So we, we talk a lot about um, all of our origin stories and our sagas. Well, with every saga, right, there is a moment of just straight hilarity, right? Oh, Everybody dude. has a fucking moment where it's funny to everybody else. But as you're and, and when you look back at now, it's fucking comedy, right? But what is your greatest fuck up in the military? My greatest fuck up. This is part of your story. Now, this is part of your saga. It it is. And I think that I'm going to have to think about it more. 
right? Before I come up with like a really good one. You want me to start? But I've, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what I'll, is your I'll, biggest fuck up? Okay. So this is actually something funny, right? So, all right. If you were to ask most people about me as a Marine, so we're starting off the Marine Corps because I served eight years in the Corps and six years in the Army National Guard. Okay. Right. I started off as a reservist. People don't know that. They just think that I was just always an active duty Marine, but I wasn't. I started off as a reservist in Charlie Company, 4th LAR in, in Utah. And we deployed. To, like So So I go to a boot camp and I'm a private, slick sleeve private, right? Oh, yeah. uh, I hit my six month mark, pick up PFC. Next day, I get Meritorious Lance Corporal. I am fucking shit hot, bro. <laughs> I am the fucking shit hottest person ever. So shit hot that the CEO chooses me for his fucking driver. For my new oh, my shit. Company. Ah, shit. Right? Ah, shit. But we're talking like a combat CO, not like uh, not like uh, driving a Humvee. But like, hey, we're going to go to fucking war. Let's fucking be in an LAV and let's fucking battle. Like, I'm going to fucking in the thick of it. Like, there are no squad leaders that are getting away with just doing squad leader shit with their lieutenant. Or the, no, no, man. I'm in a, on a major's vehicle with a company master gunner, not a Marine Corps gunner, or as people refer to, like, warrant officers as gunner. No, I, the company master gunner for the 25 millimeter yeah. master Chang'an Canyon, right? And... Dude, they're like, they're literally. Like, I, I never show up. met a gunner. I never met a gunner I, I that wasn't two. the fucking man. Oh, dude, they are literally the crustiest. I don't give a fuck people ever. Oh, dude, I love them all. If you're I if you're love... if you're a gunner out there and you ever listen to this for whatever reason, you crusty son of a bitch. Yeah, I love you. Also, fuck you for carrying CS gas for, uh, uh, <laughs> bombs on on uh, McCree's. Uh, fuck you, every part of you. Um, but still, still love you outside of that. Um. Anyway, so I show up to my unit, and my first drill is my birthday. Okay, it's also the company first sergeant's birthday. He gets, oh. frock, he gets frocked first sergeant. Oh, frocking first sergeant. Fro- he's a frocking first sergeant. He's a frocking first sergeant. So we and like I just get out there, and what do I do? I'm a fucking lance corporal. I'm a shit hot. What do I do? I open up a training at uh, the TM, and I go line by line for PCS or PMCS. Because I literally, for, it wasn't because I want, like, that I knew that that was the right thing to do. It was I literally forgot everything that they tricked. No been fucking like, idea. No clue. So what do you do? You read the fucking, you read the TM. Right? Right. But yeah. I'm, I'm not doing anything special. And I come out. I'm reading it. The company Gunny comes walking out to check on me. Because it's the CEO's vehicle. Right? The company first turn comes out. The, the company master gunner comes out. My headquarters platoon sergeant comes out to check on me. See what I'm doing? Uh, then I also have, by the way, the I and I CEO comes out and checks on me. So yeah. I and I is, is look out for that instructor. Guy. That guy's look out for that guy. always, always a dick. Um, and then, um, the I and I first sergeant comes out, like everybody's coming out. I'm like, they're like, Hey, let's go. They're trying Robinson. to make sure that you're not going to kill yeah. they're, they're the, like, CEO. They're like, the CEO has got to fucking have a vehicle that runs. And right. I'm like, Hey, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like. I'm just on like line item number 51 of the checklist and I have a whole bunch of stuff to do. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know who's talking to me. I can't see your rank because I'm literally under the vehicle checking differential fluid levels. <laughs> and there's four fucking diffs, right? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, dude. So shit hot Marine deploy overseas, kick ass. We come home. We come home and I'm a combat vet. 
we we leave to Okinawa, come home. Now I'm a fucking real Marine in the active, active duty eyes, right? Now I've done a UDP as well. First mm-hmm. reserve unit to ever do a UDP to Okinawa. Wartime, baby. Wartime. Wartime. Woo! Yeah. So now I come home. And I'm still a Lance Corporal because it takes time to pick up Corporal. It just, it just right. You have to do all your MCIs and all the other dumb yeah. shit. Right? <laughs> Math for Marines, baby. Math for food. <laughs> English leadership, for Marines. Leadership, leadership for Marines. What is oh, it, 5,000 5, series or some shit? Uh, I don't know. You I'm know what? Fucking... You bring up a topic, and if it says for Marines, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah like yeah, crayon yeah. eating for Marines. Uh, got to do it. Yeah. So we're... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So we're... Uh, it's, so... It's, a, it's a very special line. Made oh, by yeah. Rogue, made by Rogue Industries, right? I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good plug there. Shameless as fuck, bro. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm shit hot. I know all the things I need to know. I'm, I'm, I'm moved up to – I think I got moved up to a gunner. So I was no longer a driver. I was an E3 gunner, which is actually unheard of usually, right? They're usually mm-hmm. all, all NCOs. Um, so I'm sitting there as an E3 gunner. I'm in first platoon. And just barely got moved to a line platoon. And we're cruising out to Riverton, Utah, where the armory is. And I have to stop and get gas. I'm in uniform because I'm not a fucking idiot. I don't change into my uniform when I get to the unit because I'm not waiting that long. I'm not going to get there that much earlier to fucking change. In my mind, by the way, this is my thought. Right, right. right. This is way young version of me. This is before extreme ownership me. And so anybody that's out there, if you don't know, if you're in the Marine Corps, you don't get out of your vehicle unless you're on base or it's a goddamn emergency. Well, so here's the great part of the story, right? So there are three times that you can get, you can go into uh, uh, anywhere in uniform. And meaning by uniform, we're talking about your camouflage uniform. Camis, yeah. Camis, right? Exceptions are... Embassy duty and recruiting duty. Those are the exceptions. Um, because sometimes that just just is what it is. Yeah, and, and there's like yeah, there's like thirteen Marines on all those. The rest of us have to fuck off. Yeah. So the three times that you can actually go somewhere is if you can if you stop to get gas, you can stop and get gas because you need gas. Oh, see, it changed while I was there. Oh yeah. So this oh, is, you're this asked, is you're old school. Have a full take. Oh, so you can well now you're going like, anywhere. Well, so now here's the thing, right? So this is before we met. So you could still pay for gas, and you can still stop and get gas, but you have to get out of your vehicle, insert your credit card, and, and pull it, you know, whatever, right? Like you, you can't, like they didn't, I don't know what the change was, but the, 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 the Marine Corps order was gas, diapers, or milk for your baby. Oh, yeah. No, that... That so, changed, yeah. So, um, maybe being... I mean, we're getting ready to get rid of ma'am and sir, so I, I don't. Fucking... I'm not even going down the path. That's, I don't uh, fucking know. I, anyway, back I, to the story. Whatever. So, <laughs> I'm at the Maver- I'm at the Maverick, uh, right off of Redwood Road on your way to Camp Williams. I get out of my vehicle, I fill up with gas, I walk in. Oh, so I, I walk inside, I give like a fifty dollar bill. I walk outside, I'm filling up my vehicle with gas. I hang up the thing. I walk back inside and I grab a cinnamon bun. Uh, at the, I didn't leave the cash register, by the way. I didn't know this was a thing, right? So I grab a, a cinnamon bun. I give it to the cashier. Just a fat cake. Just because I hadn't eaten. 
I didn't get coffee. I didn't get anything else, right? Not a fucking thing. I grabbed the cinnamon bun, and I hear this Lance Corporal Robertson. I was like, um. Uh, you should have got the coffee. The coffee would have been acceptable. I wish. the fatty dude. cake. I turn around, and is it is it a sergeant? No. Is it a staff sergeant? No. Is it a Fuck. fucking gunnery sergeant? No. It's a it's the company first sergeant, not even just the company first sergeant, the I and I first sergeant. Uber dick. That's it. Yeah, I'm fucking crucified. Cool. I already know what's happening. He's like, do you know the Marine Corps order on uh, going to the gas station in uniform? Hmm. No. No, I don't. <laughs> cool. Uh, you better. You're gonna. Um, you're gonna know. So I get there, and uh, he's like, "This is your biggest fuck up." This super fuck up, though, right? Like you think that you don't think this is a big fuck up, right? It becomes a fiasco because it's a company I and I first sergeant, right? Right. By the way, we're revisiting this next week, so that way you can tell yours, because I know that I'm, I'm I'm dragging on. But like, here's the thing, right? So so then we go. He's like, you'll um, send, he's like, be in front of my office at parade rest. Damn it. Fuck, man. Like, and by the way, I'm not talking about like when I got busted down or anything like that, because that's just the dark fuck up. But like, this is the funny fuck up, right? Um, so I go and I like, I'm like, do I still get the, like at the moment, I'm like, well, do I still get the fucking fat kid cake? Because I'm still hungry. Do you eat? Do, do you Fuck finish? Like, you, yeah, you're it's like already vinegar there. strokes. It's like vinegar yeah. strokes. You like, already what got is it, busted. What is it? Yeah, what's he gonna do? Do I finish? Yeah, yeah. You got to finish. Fuck off. Fuck like, you got to finish. No, no. Fucking dumb me. You didn't even the, get the fat cake. No, oh, I just grabbed man. it. So I go out and I stand. In front, and he walks past me. Like every part of this is like I'm the spy at the hatch. At the in. Yeah. Like super terrible, right? Sitting outside the duty hut waiting to get called in. I stand outside at parade rest for two fucking hours. <laughs> I have like my squad leader. His name's Anthony Mutter at the time. I think you met Anthony. Uh, so. Sees me and he's like, Robertson. And I'm like, I don't even pay attention to him. I'm like, I'm so fucked no matter what I do. If I acknowledge you, I'm fucked. Like, I'm at parade rest. I'm not allowed to fucking say anything. And he comes up, and he's like, Robertson. I was like, I can't talk to you, Sergeant. I can't do anything right now. Fucked. <laughs> and the first sergeant's like, Sergeant Mutter, I'm dealing with Robertson. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit, like, he did Out of me. his door. Out of his door, right? And uh, uh, our company gunny's name's Art Roth. Um. He walks back. He walks past. He's like, mm, thought you were a better Marine than that. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, am I getting crucified for getting fucking, like, a fat kid cake at the gas register? Like, am I going to die? Like, That's I have it. no idea. I'm, you I'm put like, lives I, in danger. I literally have a fucking combat, like, a, a combat, like, at, at 20 years old, I have nine fucking medals and ribbons. Twenty years chesty, old. You had your chesty polar star. I was, yeah. I, yeah, I was like fucking, like, are you serious? Like, fuck you guys. Like, every part of me is so mad at the world. So the the first sergeant literally smokes the living shit out of me. Smokes the fucking shit out of me. Formation is delayed, by the way, because he's smoking me. 
Good for you. Good for yeah. him. Super fucking dark, right? By the way, first Martin Butler, if I, I don't remember your first name, but if you're remembering this, I hope you get a fucking kick out of this. Like, I'm not I'm not even mad at you. It fucking <laughs> makes me giggle. Yeah, come and have a drink with us. Yeah, come on. Uh so I want to hear I think he, the I think real it, side of the I think story he was now. from Virginia. I think he's from uh, Virginia. No. Right? Yeah. So like um so I'm sitting there and uh he's like before formation in ten minutes, you need to memorize the Marine Corps order on wearing your uniform in public. Oh, damn. Luckily, it was a short fucking order. Right? It, was like a, it was like a sentence. Oh, it was like, it was like a paragraph. It was, like, it was, it was like a, like a, a paragraph. small paragraph, paragraph, right? Like, like a small, that. okay. Yeah. So so he uh, he calls, he, he like, we go through the whole morning, passing him notes, people get promoted, all the fucking dumb shit. We're sitting in fucking formation for like 45 minutes. He calls me up. I fucking perfectly like line and face march all the way up there. And I'm looking around and all of these NCOs and all of these officers in uniform have fucking Maverick to go coffee cups <laughs> full of fucking coffee. That's perfect. And I'm literally like, fuck every single one of you to your soul. Oh, I love that shit. It's fucking every great. fucking one of you. And I'm he like, was- you're he was Sergeant Major Vines on you, is what he did. Dude, he literally was like, "Bro, this is gonna make make you a better Marine, in the aspect that you'll understand the UCMJ applies to everybody, but I'm also disciplining all the NCOs that fucked up, except for he forgot that my squad leader's name was Sergeant Anthony Mutter, and Mutter, I love him to death. If you're listening, Anthony, love you to death." You're a fucking dick. <laughs> like a hundred percent. I got smoked behind after I got smoked by the first one. I got smoked again. And I got extra fucking duty. I was on fucking kitchen kitchen duty. And I'm looking around and all these fucking corporals and sergeants have the same have like coffee cups that are to go like disposable coffee cups. Hey, it's adventure's first stop, man. You said they were mad. Yeah. That's for John Wall, by the way. Thanks for calling me out on that. You fuck. Love you, man. <laughs> Okay, so uh, being cognizant of time, so so mine's mine is not nearly. I, I mean, what comes to mind is not nearly is. Uh, I, so, I spent most of my time as a schmoozer and as part of the GP. I mean, I got choked out in boot camp plenty of times. Well, who did I think, back then? I think like the first night that I was there, I got choked out. Did you say, please, Daddy? Can I have some more? Oh, or no. Yeah, and then I got okay. choked out some more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. No, it was yeah. No, it was good. Um, but I have a funny one. Of. Because you were talking about you know the the whole driver thing and and uh, being a stupid lance corporal, and. Oh, and I by got, the way, let me interrupt real quick, real quick. So if you're an E three, you fucking better know you're dumb. Oh, I yeah. want you to know that. Just no, know you're, you're dumb. dumb. We're not judging you because you're you're different than the rest of everybody, but because you're the same as all of us. Like no, whatever you, you think you're gonna get away with, we've done. No, yeah, you guys are nasty, terrible individuals, and we're and you're you're all dumb. We're dumb. Take a, we were take dumb. a fucking shower, brush your teeth, put some deodorant on. You're still an E three. So, like the most motivated, craziest 
Sergeant Major Abraham. Oh, I can't wait. We're in Okinawa. Okay. And um, I was so I I drove like the protocol, right, for generals and and colonels and stuff like that. You're Inter- a placard guy. Oh, dude, respect the placard. If you don't salute, I'm coming after you. You were a general's dependa without being a dependa, bro. Dude, I did you, things. You were like the middle kid who didn't even have to salute, I, but got saluted. Dude, I was like, he knew everything about my mom, my dad, you know, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I was just driving interim this time, right? Because I had bigger fish to fry. Oh. Because I was a Lance Corporal, okay? Okay. This is a dumb fucking story. But I remember how embarrassing it was because it was so fucking stupid. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> so I dropped the colonel off at the division, you know, and he goes, Hey, I don't need you anymore. Head back down. I'll catch a ride with the general. And I'm like, All right, kick ass. General Neller was the general at the time. Okay. I drove him too. He's total baller status. I don't care what people say about him. Uh, he was he was a badass, good guy. I drove the I drove the black car quite a few times, right, with that guy in it. Bougie. Yeah, but I was driving the white car this day, right? So dropped the colonel off, jumped out of the car, put it in its you know sweet little designated parking spot down by the beach on Camp Courtney. If you've been there, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. And uh, there was a rule. Where if you're walking into the command deck, which was where, you know, the colonel, the sergeant major, and the lieutenant or captain, and the XO sat, you walk in the front door. The only exception was the driver. You can walk in that front door. You didn't have to walk all the way around the building and come in the back door. Mm-hmm. And so my dumbass, get the, get the car parked. We're all set up for success, ready for the next ride. And uh, my dumbass, and it's so stupid, right? This is embarrassing to even fucking say. I come walking in towards the towards the command deck, you know, it's two double doors, you know, old, you know, wooden doors from the fucking fifties, right? Right. Yeah. I come walking, rocking, just you know, towards these doors. Bebopping like a motherfucker. Oh, dude. Back just on the like block. I'm back on the block. Back know? on the block. I'm like a big dick in a locker room, but I'm not in the locker room, you know? And Sergeant Major does one of these, you know, the sign for Holt. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, what's up, man? Fuck. <laughs> Sergeant Major is fucking way too motivated. And he comes and meets me at the door. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I fucked up. I did something wrong. But at this point, Lance Corporal Martinez has no fucking idea. Other than I just fucking, I was like, yeah, what's up, man? To Sergeant Major. And Sergeant Major wasn't having any of that shit because he was telling me to stop through a window. Uh, This is the difference between, like, uh, an infantry marine 
and uh, non-infantry marine because, like, you were probably a little bit rusty on the hand and arm signals, right? No, no, no. no dude, we were good at the hand and arm signals. Okay. But okay. I thought he was like, I thought we were cool. We were cool when I left. Something happened. Weren't <laughs> cool when I got back. <laughs> you probably found out that you were, uh, you were, uh, party or privy to his daughter being slept with by another marine of oh some bro sort. it wasn't even my fault i wasn't even there that night it wasn't you know i wasn't like, at the so club. he's just he's just out his grass he's, got stepped on he's he needed to livid. choke somebody he needed to fuck oh. somebody up like he he had not had his quota of scalps and my scalp was next right oh fair yeah but it. it was still my fault like like anybody with stockholm syndrome or that's been buried to an abusive husband. It was or, my fault. Or been in the Marine Corps. <laughs> it was my fault. Right. So he's like, what the fuck, Marine? And I was like, the car's clean. Like, the there's no smudges on the window. I Like, I used armor roll. Like, this thing is shit hot. Like, I would drive this out into town. <laughs> he goes, where's your fucking cover, Marine? <laughs> There was fucking 10 feet between the curb and the front door. And I was like, oh, shit. He was telling me to stop when he did that. He wasn't like, what's up? And I was like, oh, fuck. And like 100% like, of him is teaching you a lesson. Like, oh, it don't matter how much you drive us. You're still a junior Marine. Right. You are still a piece of shit. Yeah. So it was yeah. like knife hands and fucking yelling. And everybody's like popping their heads out. Seeing who, who the fuck walked in the command deck. They weren't supposed to. Martinez is getting lifed out. And Dude, uh being and lifed it, out is a fucking trip. Oh no, it's it's funny because like you're like, oh god, that was dumb. And you're still getting lifed out, right? Yeah. And at this point, like this dude, like McKenna's like this big, huge white dude, bald head, just jacked and tan, not tan, because he's like he's like see through. I'm like, this dude had more melanoma on the top of his head than they could remove at once, right? Jesus. Um, yeah, no, if you're still alive, McKenna, like, I get it, bro. I always wear my cover. Even yeah, he actually, he, he actually keeps even it indoors. in his truck. Always. Oh, yeah. Same cover. Yeah, yeah. same cover. Um, so he goes, so what are you going to do to go out and get your cover? I was like, well... I'm going to take off my blouse because then I'm in boots and utes. Smart move. And Solid I can move. be without, yeah, this is, this is command deck thinking, right? Right. But then also, as soon as you take off your blouse, now you're able to be smoked. Right. Well, I've already been smoked at this point. Like okay. I've seen, I've seen staff sergeants in gunnies cry in the front of this in, six inches in center from this man's desk. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. This, this guy, he was that guy. Okay. Right. Got it. So, me and my infinite wisdom, right? I'm like, well, I might be dumb for not wearing my cover into the building, but I'm not going to be dumb to go get it, you know? Took took my blast off, and I was holding it in my hand, walked out, grabbed my cover because it was on the dash, because I threw it up there so I could polish the car for the next time I was needed in between rainstorms. Grab my shit, walk back in. And then when I walked back in the front door, I got lifed out again, which was great because 
I didn't have my blouse on or my cover on. And at that point, I wasn't the CEO's driver. <laughs> I needed to go around to the back door. <laughs> so, awesome. The fuck fuck games. Oh, dude. They're, most they're epic. Great. They're most awesome. No, they're epic. great. But that that's probably the funniest, like, get fucked up smoke story ever. I have a lot of great stories about the National Guard. And no, we don't have enough time today on them. But uh, if you ever meet my first sergeant, his name is Char- uh, Chuck Barkey. Um, he'll if just ask him about me and he'll tell you, oh, you mean hypothetically speaking, and I'm going to leave it on that note for next time. <laughs> so uh, that's part of the, uh, the the follow on origin stories or the stories for us. Right. So um, the beginnings, yeah, the beginnings of who we are these days. So we've had a, a lot of great conversations today. Um, the biggest thing I think is, is everybody has a, uh, has an origin story. And like we were saying, we want to hear you hear from you. We want to hear, hear where you're at. So. Uh, big question. I mean, obviously we drink a lot of mead, but I think we should do a drink review. What do you think? Like a like a mead drink review, or like a well, whatever we want to do for that week. Like so, like, a... I mean, obviously we were sponsored by the Bearded Viking Mead Company, right? And the Bearded Viking Apparel Company, and all the things that go with the Bearded Viking. However, <laughs> um, I think that uh, we could also branch out. We could do some some things. Like, for instance, today. Um, I'm drinking um, Spirit Hound Distillers Straight Malt Whiskey uh, Distilled in Lyons, Colorado This is a single barrel malt This is barrel number 251 Bottle number 194 And it's quite delicious I think uh, I think Bond might would, might would love this I Might, might, would. This. might, might would, would love this I would yeah. love it What are you drinking? Are you I drinking am... Tin Cup again? I'm back with the tin cup, yeah. You know. Is that uh, because of Kevin Costner and his tin cup fucking homage, or is it just because? No, is he? Does he do a tin cup homage? I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, I'm gonna have to. We need a fucking Jamie. Remember, we, need, we said we, need a, a we needed we need a Googler. I haven't uh, seen any sure resumes. Not one. A resume was. Um, I want to say it was a movie. Let me see who the cast is real quick. Did he? I, I, uh... Tin Cup was a movie. The cast of Tin Cup. Oh, no, I that was wrong. that was a golf movie. That was a golf yeah, movie. Yeah, which is no, also makes is... it super weird because you're not no, good at golf is... either. But Kevin Costner it comes with its own Kevin, shot glass, bro. Kevin Costner is in Tin Cup. Oh, I know. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking great movie. Yeah, yeah but it's like it's like. It's like the Field of Dreams or Bull Durham. It's like the Bull Durham of yeah. golf movies. Absolutely. Like, uh, he literally had a chance just to putt around or, like, uh, play it safe and golf around. And then he hits a hole, like, I guess a hole in one on shot 41 or whatever, because he had such a big lead to re qualify for the Masters the next year, right? Yeah. I don't, it's been probably 15 years since I saw it. I just remember that it was awesome. He was super and... skinny then, less gruff in the voice. Well, I mean, I think, you know, with age comes gruff. And weight. And that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tin Cup, though. Still solid whiskey. Um, I'm down to do some some drink reviews. I fully intended for January, and this is something that I've never heard of before, but I, I intended for January to be Gin January. Ooh, that's an interesting dynamic there it's gin january right 
but I you can say that my commitment wasn't there because or, we're risky and mead people or you could say that my uh, memory wasn't there mm, fair enough because I love gin I actually do too like the old lady in me loves gin Dude, I don't think you even have to love gin to be an old lady. I think you have to be an old lady to love gin, though. Um, There's nothing I, more I, refreshing than a G&T. Oh, dude. <laughs> I had a great G&T this weekend, by the way. I actually mixed it with uh, mead. A mead G&T. Oh, yeah. A MG&T. Yeah. It was MGT? A mead, it was a mead MGT? and tonic. But I'll tell you what. Also, so we should actually circle back to the gin. We gin. should. Let's do we it. Should. I I love gin, and gin is underrated as shit. Yeah, actually, way underrated because a lot of you bitches just drink vodka, but we're bougie, so we drink gin. Gin. Mm. All right. Uh, so it's time to wrap up the uh, the episode here. So I am Vico, the bearded one, but you can call me JT for short. I'm the Yarl. You can call me out. Cheers, motherfuckers. Cheers, motherfucker. <laughs>